0: another episode of just another fanboy i'm your host steven and today we're gonna finish up our three-part series on the new fantastic four now these were books that were released as part of the fantastic four series the particular book we're going to talk about today is issue number 349 this was when walt simonson was writing the book he was also providing the art chores on many of them but not for this three-issue series. For this particular issue, well, like the last two, we've got Arthur Adams penciling with Gracie Tanaka assisting with the pencils, Art Tibbert on inks for some of the pages, Al Milgram for inks on the other pages, Bill Oakley did the lettering, and Steve Buccaletto was the colorist. So I want to point out the cover real quick because there's a little blurb at the bottom of the cover. It's in the bottom lower right-hand side. You see a a circle featuring the Punisher, but you only see his chest. And then there's a little arrow pointing to it with the box that says, featuring the world's most exploitative cameo. I hope I pronounced that correctly. So the cover promises that the Punisher is going to be in this, which is pretty crazy because we've had Spider-Man the gray hulk the danny Ketch Ghost Rider, and wolverine as the new fantastic four matter of fact let me catch you up a little there's actually a, a little bit here at the on, on the opening page of this issue which is titled eggs got legs or love conquers all and it says the fantastic four are captives back in four freedoms plaza but right here and now the hulk Wolverine, Spider Man, and Ghost Rider are captives of the Mole Man. So are a bunch of scroll warriors who are chasing a lady scroll. And she's hunting for a missing scroll egg with Reed Richards. Okay, so he's not back at FF Plaza. Sue us. In any case, the Hulk's about to punch out her lamps. So that kind of sets us up. That kind of tells us where we are. And yeah, as it says, we're 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 sitting here and you've got. The new Fantastic Four, the Hulk, Spider-Man, Ghost Rider, Wolverine, Mole Man, Reed Richards, the Scroll Lady, who is, her name is Delilah, Delilah, and she's disguised as Sue Storm. We've got the Scroll soldiers, warriors, and they are in this underground cavern, very massive, like larger than a football stadium. Underground cavern. You could probably fit three football fields in there, if not more. And they are surrounded by the mole man's little subterranean, weird, creepy yellow warrior dudes. And so Sue, or Delilah, right away, she's like, okay, hold on, wait, you're right. I'm a scroll. (laughs) Ha ha, you caught me, you know. But here's the thing I'm a good scroll. She changes back into her scroll form. She says, I'm a good scroll. I've, I've tried to escape from the bad scrolls. That's who these guys are. They wanted me to be a certain way. And I rebelled against them. They're fascist society. And so they've been chasing me. And I've been trying to get away. Don't, don't let them take me. They will hurt me. And everybody's like, aw, we're sorry. We're not going to let them take you. And in fact, the mole man's like, not only am I not going to let them take you, I'm gonna send all my frickin' subterranean weird mutant dudes and I'm gonna have them kill the scrolls. And so the subterraneans start surging towards the scrolls. But one of our characters, one of our heroes, Ghost Rider, because of who he is, because of his supernatural nature, he realizes that she has some kind of mind control and he's the only one that it's not working on. And in a bit of, I guess you could say, creative writing, where they have one of those moments where suddenly Ghost Rider has a power that surprises even himself as he's wondering what he should do to stop this woman's tre- this to stop this woman's treachery he suddenly reaches out toward the scrolls and a wall of flame leaps up between the subterranean mole creatures and the scrolls And Ghost Rider is just as surprised as everybody else. What's this? I feel a power I have not felt before. Flames are leaping forth as if by my command. And let the fire's purifying effects cleanse their minds. And so the fire not only protects the scrolls from the subterraneans, it also frees the rest of the new Fantastic Four from Delilah's mental control. And... They're all like rubbing their eyes and, oh, what happened? And Spider Man's like, I don't know, man. I think she did something to our brains. I was ready to, to kill those scrolls. And I'm Spider Man. I don't do stuff like that. And so Delilah, realizing that the jig is up, looks to Reed Richards. Reed, quickly get us out of here at once, darling. So in the last episode, when we did part two, I talked about how there was a moment where Reed is looking at the, the scroll lady, Delilah, as she's in her Sue Storm. Form. He's thinking to himself, well, of course she's beautiful. I mean, she looks like my wife. So, of course, I'm going to be attracted to her. But there's something else about her, something that makes me excited. She's much more exciting than my wife. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, come on, Reed. Don't be like that. Well, now we know it's because he's been under her mind control. And so they jump on their little Fantastic Four rocket bike and they take off. They're escaping. Ghost Rider calls out, and then the Hulk, who's just, gosh darn it, he's just fed up. He spent all three of these issues just being fed up. He's just angry and cranky. He's like an old man. He's like an old man wearing a pair of pants that don't quite fit him right, and it's just got him cranky, and so he lifts up a boulder, and he chucks it at him, and Spider-Man is freaking out, Hulk, what are you doing? We don't want to kill him. We want to get him back alive. And Hulk's like, whatever, man, I'm getting tired of this crap. But he misses them. It hits the top of the cave right in front of this tunnel entrance that they are going into. And that's when Spider-Man just suddenly slaps his forehead. And he's like, egads. I don't think he actually says that, but it re- he, it just dawns on him suddenly that her mental powers must mean that that actually is Reed Richards. That's not another scroll, and that the rest of the Fantastic Four are probably alive back at the Baxter Building, and that's why the whole time he was there his spider sense was tingling. He just ignored it because of her mental control powers, and he tells the others She must have the rest of the Fantastic Four held hostage back at the Baxter building, and she's using them as leverage to make Reed do what she wants to do. And Wolverine's like, yeah, maybe, or maybe he just doesn't care because, of course, she's mentally controlling him. And so they set off down this tunnel and... Before they get very far, Spider Man again is like, Egads, my spider sense, it is tingling. There is a bomb. But before they can do anything, the bomb explodes. There's a cave in. The Hulk stops everybody from being crushed by holding basically the entire mountain up by himself, which he's done before. And then we jump back to Delilah and Reed. Delilah changes back into Sue. And she's got to she's got to give Reed the ultimate test. And she's just like, if you want to be my lover, you got to give me a kiss right now. And so he does. "Mm," And they start smooching. And she's like, yes, he is all mine. And that's when she tells him what this egg thing is that they're going for. Apparently, there are these these robot type warriors, these freaking half living, half robot, some type of I don't know, some kind of weird biological metal robot creature fighting super warrior things that grow in these eggs. They're called inorganic technotroids. They're a series of indestructible synthetic entities so powerful that only the empress may control them. They're hatched under the most guarded and secret conditions. And one of them was hidden down here on earth. And she wants to get a hold of it so she can kill the empress and take control. Well, we go back to the new Fantastic Four in their cave. The the cave's about to fall on them. The Hulk's holding it up. Of course, he's not happy about it, but they can't find a way out. But that's when Ghost Rider takes his chain and he starts spinning it in a very wide arc. And he just uses it basically as a drill and tunnels out of the cave and they all follow him. We go back to the Baxter building, where the Fantastic Four are in the elevator all tied up. That's where we last left them. She put them in the in this elevator, tied them all up in such a way that if any of them tries to move or get out, the rest of them will be strangled. And then she sent the elevator all the way to the bottom. So if you remember, who we have here is, of course, Johnny Storm and Sue Storm. Ben Grimm, but he's not the thing. They have a new thing. Her name's Sherry. She has turned into a thing. She was she partnered up with The Thing, with Ben Grimm, back during his solo series. I talked about this in, the, in part one of this series of episodes. Ben Grimm, when he was The Thing, he had this solo series, and at one point, he starts wrestling. There's this great storyline, part of the Marvel Universe, where this guy called the Power Broker creates an unlimited weight class wrestling federation. Basically, super powered, super tough people wrestling and he can give people powers so they can so they can get strong and 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 do this wrestling and she was one that got these powers and she called herself Marvel Girl or Ms Marvel one of the two and she was basically just a big tough woman and then at some point she turned into a female version of the thing and became part of the fantastic 4 because Ben Grimm couldn't turn into the thing anymore but apparently now he can because he does later. So that's a bit confusing. Johnny Storm has an an asbestos bag over his head. You've got Felicia Hardy, or is it Alicia? I think it's Alicia Hardy. Anyway, the blind girl that used to be like Ben Grimm's only one true love, but now suddenly she's dating Johnny. That's really weird. And then, like I said, you got Ben Grimm there but he's no longer the thing. Well, they all wake up. The female thing, I think people referred to her as she thing at some point, but she she decides, well, I bet if I just flex my chest, I'll break these ropes. And of course she starts strangling everybody and they're like, oh, please stop. You're strangling us. Please stop. And that's when the elevator starts moving up and it gets to the top floor and opens up and there's little Franklin. And we find out that the robot receptionist that Reed has, back in the previous issue when he was leaving with Delilah, he tells the robot receptionist, you know, not to worry, everything's fine, and that she should tell that to all her friends in the Marines. And she realized, even though she's a robot, since she doesn't have any friends in the Marines, this must be some kind of code to mean that something isn't right. And so she put a lot of things into motion, woke Franklin up and they got the the fantastic 4 out. And then they use a tracking device to find out where Reed is and then they go after him. So Reed and Delilah, they've they've come across this cave and it's it's really quite silly because they go into this cave and Delilah is saying that the cavern is not natural, that this was a massive excavation and that there's this like artwork carved into the wall that might explain Why these caves are here. And Reed is just going off about how, well, this looks like something that I've seen in the Avengers records and blah, 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 blah. And suddenly, Delilah starts whispering to him, okay, don't, you know what? I don't care about the carvings. Would you look over there? And he just turns his head slightly, and there's a freaking giant, freaking Godzilla type, not looking like Godzilla, but Godzilla sized monster, sleeping sitting on a spaceship, and the egg that she's looking for is inside the spaceship. And so they're whispering, oh, that thing's on my, on my egg. i got to get it off. And Reed says, that shouldn't be too difficult. These creatures aren't exactly brain surgeons. And he throws a rock into the air over onto the other side of the cavern, away from them, in the opposite direction of them. It goes click, clack, clack, and the, the, the monster wakes up and is like, huh? And it gets up and it walks off into the direction of where the rock landed. Now, this is where it gets silly. I mean, it wasn't silly enough when he's sitting there. Look at the art. Look at it all. Oh, crap. Just right there is a giant monster I didn't notice before. But as this monster is walking away and they're being so quiet, not to, uh, not to, to wake it up at first, as it's walking away, Reed goes, that did it. And she says, at last, it's mine. Oh, mine. But the creature, of course, doesn't hear them for some reason. And that's when the Hulk, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider show up to try to stop her. And she's got this, she's got this freaking like neuralizer thing. What does she call it here? She calls it a, a synapse disruptor. And it's on her hand. And so she holds it up to Reed's face. And she says, you know, you guys back off or I'm going to make his face unrecognizable. And this is where we find out, because in the end, she's the one that chose these four heroes. She's the one that sent out the call, brought him into the Baxter building, lied to them and told them that the rest of the Fantastic Four were dead. She was Sue Storm. And she sent him off on this mission to find the people that killed the Fantastic Four. Well, this is why... This is where we find out exactly why she chose these particular four heroes, because in order to get in to this spaceship, she needed the Hulk strength to bust into the spaceship and then to get this. The egg is sealed up in this big sphere and he tosses the sphere out onto the ground. And there are a few safety precautions around the sphere that will cause it to blow up and kill everything within a twelve hundred mile radius. And one of the things that they have to do to get past it can only be taken out through supernatural means. That's where Ghost Rider comes into play. Then there's this hole in the sphere that is surrounded by lasers that something with Wolverine's claws does something to them just enough so that Spider-Man then is allowed to shoot a web shooter in and hit a switch and open up the, the the big sphere and the egg comes out. Well at that point it gets even more insane because that's when that's when the mole man shows up with his subterraneans. You remember earlier when the bomb went off and they got caught in the in the cave in. They also got separated from mole man and his and his folks. Well they all show up and Mole Man realizes what the egg is, and he wants the egg. The rest of the Fantastic Four show up. Ben Grimm is now also the thing. And there's basically just this massive battle now going on. Big giant monsters come into the cavern. There's these synthoid, subterranean, whatever they're called, freaking moloid creatures that are fighting. And Spider-Man at one point realizes that Delilah is going for the egg, and he tries to get it away from her. And he grabs it with a web and he yanks it away from her and it flies up into the air and it lands into the arms of the giant monster that Reed and Delilah had tricked out of the cavern. And it picks up the egg and it's like, oh, and it, it's, it's holding the egg close. It's a female monster and it says, this is my baby. And the bull man's like, You are my monster. You will give me that egg. And the the giant monster's like, (laughs) which is its way of saying, I'm not giving you this egg. And then her mate, another big giant monster comes in and he's like, oh, hello, mother. You've got our baby. Great. Well, it's at that point that we find out that the scrolls have an explosive on them because their job was to come get this egg, and if they couldn't get it, they had to destroy it because this egg, the the synthoid creature or whatever it is inside, it will imprint upon the first person that it sees, and if that's Delilah, they know it's gonna she's gonna send it to kill the Empress, so she's just they're just gonna blow everybody up. But the egg hatches. The creature comes out, and it's really weird looking. I mean, it's cool looking, but it's really weird because it's got three arms, and one of its arms is coming out of its back, and the first thing that it sees are these two giant monsters, and so he's like, mommy, daddy, and they point at the scrolls and they go, sick em. and the thing runs over, grabs the, the captain of the scrolls that has the explosives, and then just... Quick as a whip, burrows down underground with the captain, and the bomb explodes. And the two monsters are like, "Oh, my baby, it sacrificed itself for us." But then the the creature comes up out of the hole, and it's alive. And the two big monsters, the 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 female picks it up. It's like an action figure. This is how big these monsters are. It picks it up and hugs it to its chest, and it's like, "Oh, my baby." Except for they don't actually talk. They're. And uh, it's at that point that the monsters are ignoring everybody. And Delilah says, I've got to do something. I've got to get out of here before anybody realizes that I'm still, you know, the cause of this whole thing. And so she goes up to read all silent like, and she's like, hey, baby, it's me. Remember, it's your girl. And he's like, oh, yeah. Hey, sweetie. And she goes, I know that that I've been, you know, tricking you and stuff, but you know, I love you. And and to show you that I'm going to take the the mental block that I had put on you that stopped you from stretching. I'm going to take that away. And she does. And he's like, yeah, I can stretch. And he goes, I love you, baby. And he wraps her up really tight and he just starts smooching her. And that's when the real Sue shows up with the thing and Johnny. And they're like, what is going on here? And we learn that that Reed was just tricking her the entire time. He was stealing her weapon. And now that she no longer has her weapon, he just clocks her in the chin and knocks her out. And then he just says, and that should be that. Once I realized you were a low-level telepath, I put a lot of effort into thinking thoughts that would appeal to you to hide my deeper concerns. Sooner or later, I was certain you'd make a slip. And thanks to the love of my wife, You did. Freezing the FF broke your hold on me. I love you, darling. From the first time we met, I always have and I always will. And then they start smooching. But what's going to happen to Delilah? She starts to escape again there. Now, again, once again, everybody is ignoring me. I have to escape. But Ghost Rider is there and he gives her his penance stare, which drops her to the ground shaking like a leaf and it's all over everything's good we won yay but there's one more page a helicopter flies through the air following the last monster a flying three headed dragon-like monster that's flying back to monster island the helicopter is closing in we don't see the pilot but he's following the monster knowing that it will take this pilot of the helicopter whoever it is back to the creature's den. And from there, this person, this shadowy figure, who we don't see in the cockpit, but we do see a skull on the door of the helicopter. And he says, there, now that I followed it back, like I I knew it would take me back to its lair, I'll just fire some missiles and all the monsters will be dead and everything will be good. And then he sees the Fantastic Four's airplane, their, their jet. And we see that it's the Punisher. And he's like, oh no, the Fantastic Four, what? Ghost Rider? Spider-Man? Wolverine? The Hulk? Ah, forget this. And then he flies away. And that's it. That's how it ends. That was our Punisher cameo. The exploitative, however you say it, cameo of the Punisher that they promised us right there on the front of the, the cover there. This was a lot of fun. This was just a crazy fun, let's just do a crazy fun Fantastic Four story, because why not? They knew that they had issue number 350 coming up, which I guess is kind of an anniversary issue. I guess anytime you hit a 50 or a 25 or a 75 or a 100 issue, that's always going to be something to celebrate. And so I think they just needed to fill a few issues, and they just had fun with it. They just threw them all into this great, crazy adventure with giants, with this beautiful art by Art Adams, and... We just had a lot of fun with it. I really enjoyed it. I know that they collected it in a trade at one point, but really it's a trade that only collects 3 issues. So I don't know if it collects more than that. I feel like I owned it once back in the day. Maybe it was just a you know like a triple sized issue that they collected it in. I can't remember. I feel like it was a trade. I feel like it was a trade, but I f- but there had to have been more than just those 3 issues. But it was a lot of fun. I really had a fun time with these three issues. I haven't read these three issues in probably 20, maybe 25 years. This particular issue, the third one, came out in 91. I think they said April, maybe. But uh, yeah, if you can find it, it's on Comixology. That's where I got them. I got them through Comixology. I bought them. The single issues, the three issues on Comicsology last year, just recently got around to reading them. And now, of course, I'm a member of Marvel Unlimited. I could have just read them there for free or for what I'm paying for Marvel Unlimited. But, you know, whatever. I I own them now, at least I own them digitally for as long as I'm going to be able to access them digitally. As long as the world still allows me to access digital comics, I own them and can read them whenever I want. And they, again, they were a lot of fun, a lot of good laughs, a lot of good laughs. The panel where Reed and Sue start smooching after he professes his love and tells her that he's loved her forever and ever is just a really funny panel because the thing is standing there rolling his eyes. And it's, it's gosh darn it, it was a, just a gosh darn diggity dang tootin' time. I don't know how else to say it. What I will say is this. If you enjoyed this episode, if you've enjoyed the episode so far, I urge you if you, for example, if you get your episodes through Apple Podcasts, please go to the main, just another fanboy area on Apple Podcasts and rate the show. You don't have to leave a review. That's the great thing about Apple Podcasts at this point. They don't force you to actually write a review. All you've got to do is rate it. The more ratings I get, the higher up in the algorithm I go, and more people will see the show. If you're listening to it through YouTube, because I put audio only videos up on YouTube, like, like that episode, because again, algorithms. If wherever you get the podcast allows you to rate or review, please do so. Anything you can do to help get more ears on this show just straight up helps me out. Even if you go somewhere, if you get your show from somewhere that doesn't allow you to rate or review, just tell people about it. Are you on Facebook? Get out there on Facebook and say something. Do if, if you're on Reddit, if you're on Twitter, if you're in some kind of freaking online social group with other people who love comics, just tell them about it. Spread the word, Thunderbird. That's all I'm asking. That's all I need from you. That's something you can do for me to help me out without really doing all that much. And that's really kind of the dream, isn't it? Helping people without really having to do all that much. That's the dream. So go out there and do that. But until then, my name is Steven and I'm Just Another Fanboy. Be nice to each other. Wear a mask. Stay safe. This has got to end sometime, right? I hope so. Just Another Fanboy is a Steven or Else production. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at or Else.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about all the comics and such I don't have time to talk about here. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me at Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Good job! (gasps)